Welcome to Getting It Together. I'm your host, Erin Heidelberger, the OG Git Mom. What is Git Mom? It's a philosophy, a way of life, and a national movement, if I do say so myself, that's helping moms everywhere get it together. G-I-T. Get it? I'm a certified parent coach and the founder of Get Mom. I empower moms to feel in control in this totally out of control experience we call motherhood. I want to welcome you to a whole new way of thinking about parenting. The secret formula to creating a happy family is, wait for it, to put yourself front and center. Get Mom is the only coaching company in the country focusing on mom's happiness rather than her kids. I give moms simple one, two, three steps to parent more effectively and efficiently. The end goal is always to carve out happy mommy time for you because happy, confident, independent moms raise well-adjusted, self-assured, and happy children. Every podcast, I'll be inviting my guests to talk about how they get off mommy island, how they put the me in mommy, and what they do to get it together. My dream for this podcast is to be the answer to your parenting woes. So let's get into it. Tracy Tudor is the definition of powerhouse. As one of the top real estate agents in Beverly Hills, Tracy works with some of the biggest names in the world to bring visionary homes to life in jaw-dropping destinations. She is constantly breaking barriers as the first and only female cast member on Bravo's Million Dollar Listing LA. And just like she dominates in her field, she dominates in a room too. Tracy is the best-selling author of Fear is Just a Four-Letter Word, all about how to develop the confidence to own your life. She is a strong, empowered voice and a mom as a woman who advocates for herself, who stares down her fears, and who has fun doing it all. I'm so excited to invite our newest Git Mom, Tracy Tudor, to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Irene, for having me. Well, I am beyond pumped to have you here today because I think there's one conversation between moms that cannot be had often enough. And it's about the importance of confidence. You are basically a confidence guru, and I can't wait for you to share your wisdom with all of the mamas out there listening. But let's back up a little and start with when you became a mom. Was it something you always wanted to do? And what was that journey like for you? It was definitely something that I always wanted. I grew up during a time where the traditional white picket fence and princess walking down the aisle, two and a half kids, a couple of dogs was the scenario that we all were signing up for. And I fell in love with my first husband as if I have a second one. I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait a minute, breaking news. <laughs> oh, it's on the brain. <laughs> I fell in love with Jason when I was 25 years old. So we got married when I was 28. And about a year later, we decided to get off birth control and attempt to conceive our first daughter, Juliet, which we did successfully. 
on our Hello. first try, Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then about two and a half years later, felt like I was ready enough to go for number two. So there came Scarlett. And there's your family. And yeah. One thing I see a lot of first-time moms struggle with is this feeling that they are messing it all up, that they're not a good enough woman and wife or mom, and they just like literally can't get it together. So I'm curious whether you suffered any of this between having the girls, or did you just start from the get-go with this instinctive confidence that has really truly become your hallmark? I don't think that any mom out there can confidently say that they have not walked through some portion of their kids' lives feeling completely insecure with every decision that they're making for their children, wanting to know that when they took the left with the fork in the road, that it was the right time to take the left. And that's not something that I am any different in. While I might be confident in business and in my personal life, that doesn't mean I, it's not a journey every single day. I wake up and, and the one thing that I say to my daughters every day is I want them to feel as confident as they can so that they can go out and make decisions. And I think that's the piece for me that is the most important. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to fail. I'm going to be all over the place. I am a working single mother that has a book out is trying to sell real estate at the top of her game and is raising two girls on a own. So yeah, I'm stretched pretty thin. And that means maybe that I don't show up at every single horse show that I possibly can be at, even though I wish I could be there. Does that make me a bad mom though? Nope. I don't know, because I think I'm no. setting an example. Yeah, I, I believe I'm setting an example for my girls that I've got to put food on the table. I want to make sure that they can live the life that I'm providing for them and that they can have the education that they have. So that means sometimes I have to miss certain things and I have to be just like their father or what is the father's role typically by going to work every single day. All right, and so now knowing what you know now and having years of parenting under your belt, what would be the first thing you'd recommend to a mom to get control of herself, to feel as empowered and confident as you feel now? Honestly, embrace the imperfection. Embrace mm. the failures because if you set yourself up to to try to be that perfect PTA mom, not only are you going to hate them, but you're going to end up hating yourself. And I just don't feel like that's a way for any of us to be successful. I think we're like a village of women that are raising kids together and we have to support each other. But it starts with this idea that we have to be perfect moms like the concept of the tiger mom and just be on top of them to make sure that they go to the best schools and get the best grades and then go to the best colleges and be successful and marry the right guy and have 2.5 kids. And it's like, no, that's just not the way it works anymore. So forgive yourself and start there and allow yourself to be imperfect and be honest with your kids. That's the best piece of advice I was given by my mom. And um, it works for me and it's working for my girls. Oh, I love, I love everything you just said. I love what you said so much. And you are giving us so much more great wisdom with your book. Fear is just a four letter word. And you know, I recommend mantras to all of my Get Mom clients. And fear is just a four letter word is such a great one. I think of so many moms and actually women in general who spend a lot of time in the fear spiral and they keep apologizing for who they are. So 
how did you get so comfortable in your own skin and get in the mental and physical shape to face down your own fears? I didn't have a choice. You know, I was sucked into the spiral. I remember when my kids first started kindergarten where I was like, oh my God, like I have to be the chair of the auction and the head of hospitality and all of these like different groups. And they, you know, trying to go to work and like sort it all out and be mother of the year. And I was like failing miserably at it. And I finally had a conversation with the head of school when my first daughter was applying out. And I was like, I'm so sorry that I have not been here all year. I just feel like a terrible mother. And she's like, Oh, stop. She's like, what are you doing? And I said, you're right. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a bad mom because I couldn't no be at the hospitality or the fair. I couldn't you know, do those kinds of volunteer work that I wanted to do. So I had to start again with forgiving myself. And I just felt like that was an important piece. And I, it took the head of my kid's school sitting me down and like reminding me of that. And I think that that's something that even when I was writing the book, it was such a big piece of what I wanted to get across because that fear of not being good enough or not being able to sort of compete at that level of mother of the year stuff um, is it can be pretty debilitating for a lot of women, particularly first time moms. And I really like what you just said about forgiving yourself and not second guessing yourself. And what I witness in my parent coaching practice is moms second guessing all of their decisions and they start taking the advice of every Tom, Dick and Harry and they end up completely frustrated because nothing that they're trying is working. So can you help moms pick a lane and stop second guessing themselves? Like how, how can we do this? I say pick your own lane. And nine times out of 10, like it's Karen, Susan, and and Lillian that are the people that you're like reaching out to for advice because it's in your mind, they're mother of the year, right? But some of those women that you're talking to, they're going home and they're beating themselves up because they can't keep up with what, what they've set up for themselves. Not emotionally, not spiritually, certainly not mentally. And I'm not sure they're not doing a disservice to their children. I think when we overcompensate in mothers and we don't let our kids flourish in in their own environment and be their own emotionally true selves, then then when it's time for them to spread their wings and go off to college, they don't know how to do anything because we're we've been hovering over them, telling them what right. to think, helicoptering breathe, them, how, mm-hmm. what to eat, how to be. It's like they're just not gonna they're gonna fail. And like we've seen statistics about that. More and more kids are dropping out of college, not able to survive. We're pushing them and pushing them to be at these schools that are asking them to put in five hours of homework in an evening. And it's just it's just it's nonstop. And I think these kids are getting to the point where they're breaking down. And for me, with my daughters, my expectations are they do the best that they possibly can in school. And obviously I don't expect perfection. I just expect that they try. And as long as they're trying and that they're making an effort, that's enough for me. And I think another helpful way to roll with things is just to have a little flipping humor, like hello, everything in parenting and life. And especially with a pandemic where it's a little serious right now, but 
I have to say, like, did we do something dumb today? Did we laugh it off? Did we make the wrong decision? Did we laugh it off? And you mentioned this yourself in regards to managing your sometimes awful, difficult clients. So tell us how you do it when I'm sure sometimes you'd rather throw them or yourself out the door into some fabulous Los Angeles backyard pool. <laughs> I wanted to throw my kids in, in the pool. I'm, <laughs> but I think, I mean, I do think you have to find humor in parenting situations with their kids. I mean, I have two girls that are, one is a teenager and has just kind of gotten to the other side of, you know what? And the other one is just heading at it full speed ahead. And I looked at my friend Corey the other day and we were driving to this horse show that was an hour and a half away to go watch her ride for four hours and then an hour and a half back. And she just had like a she had a chip on her shoulder. And I finally got off the freeway and I turned around and I looked at her and I was like, I don't know who you think you are, but I'm going to use them right now. I'm going to turn this car around and we're going to drive by. She was like, no. And so like, I just matched her energy and we had this, so to the point where she started laughing and, and we were able to sort of course correct the chip on her shoulder by inserting a little bit of humor and, and poking fun, you know? And, and it takes and, a confident mom to to have the balls to stop the car and turn around and not put her in her place, but put her in her place professionally and I, kindly and, and nicely yeah. because you're like, I'm not doing kind. this. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But have the balls. And uncle Corey wasn't having it either. He was like, I Good. will get in the car and take an Uber here. I didn't drive an hour and a half to listen to you right. have an attitude. So <laughs> you have these kinds of moments and you have to kind of figure out different ways to appeal to your kids so that they're, that you're connecting because you know, they just aren't as emotionally intelligent as you are. And they have it in there somewhere, but they get, they can't verbalize it. So you've got to figure out a way to connect with them. And sometimes it's like flipping the switch and adding in humor when really all I wanted to do was turn the car around and, and pe- you know, get throw the her iPad out, out there. the way. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> right. Well, it's just like working with your million dollar listing clients or a tween or a teenager. You have to read the room. You have to read your customer and you have to adjust your messaging to connect yeah. and make it happen. All right. So just like we have to keep working out and eating healthy to keep our bodies right, I think we have to keep putting in the work mentally to come from a place of badassness every day. I myself, I talk a lot about therapy and meditation and what those two pieces have done for me. And we know you're busy co-parenting the girls with Jason. You are really ambitious. You are working so hard. You are a reality TV star, an author. You're a single lady. Well, I don't know how single as we just watched you come off of (laughs) a most magical vacation in Bora Bora, but that's for another time. So like all women, you wear a lot of hats. What work do you continue to do for yourself to, as I like to say, keep putting the me in mommy? I like that because I think that a lot of women do not put the me and mommy ever. Never. For me, I I have to start the day with doing some physical activity that gets my serotonin levels up and gets my blood pumping. There was a period of time in my life when I was miserable Mm -hmm. and I would wake up and I'd 
grab my coffee and I'd like stumble to the computer in my sweats and I'd start answering emails. And then all of a sudden I was still sitting there like two hours later and it just, it wasn't good for my mental state. It wasn't good for me and my kids. And I just started getting in the habit of getting up and working out in the morning at, you know, 6am I'm in the gym by 6.30 and I'm just getting it done. And I can't tell you like what it does for your mental state and just even just your patience with your kids. And you're also setting an example for them that physical activity is important, important. right? For your, for your mental state, for your attitude. I mean, particularly with teenage girls that have, you know, attitudes from time to time. So it's crucial to me. So I do the workout last night. I went after work at about six o'clock and I did a 30 minute yoga session and uh, infrared sauna. Like, oh, I love the infrared sauna. And you know what? My daughter, Juliet, was like, Mom, you know, what's up tonight? And I said, I'll be home by seven. Now, mm-hmm. I could have been home by six and not taken care of me, but I felt like I needed it. And so I inserted it into my schedule. I was home by seven, and the girls and I, I mean, you know, they're doing their own thing now. I mean, if I can get Juliet to come out of a room for longer than 15 minutes at a time, <laughs> but it's part of the deal. And I think that they see that. And the one thing I, I've, I've watched Juliet respond to a lot of my social media posts, my older daughter, in defense of me, because she is very protective of the fact that there are people out there that think that I work too hard and I'm not paying enough attention to Being, what's happening you're not with my enough. daughters. Yes, I'm not mommy enough visually on social media. And my daughter chimes in and is like, you don't know what you're talking about. My mom is the most independent, has set an example for me. I get, she's getting, you know, straight A's. She's like politically fierce. I don't know where that came from, but she has an opinion about what, who she wants to see in office. I have nothing to do with any of those things, except for the fact that I've always spoken my own truth. And so now my 14 and a half year old is speaking hers. And to the point where she was ballsy enough to step into my social media and see a negative comment and didn't like it. So she went right at it. All right. That's amazing. And you know why it's so amazing? It's because she is watching you. Like you said, you're setting the example. And just because, and this is for so many moms out there who feel they can't even take 10 minutes away from their child by like locking themselves in the bathroom, let alone one hour to do yoga and infrared. When you walked into your house at 7 p.m., you were probably a completely brand new Tracy from the 6 p.m. who got on your yoga mat. And you knew if you took that one hour that it would make the next three hours with the girls from 7 to 10 p.m. or whenever you guys say goodnight to each other, so much more connected and impactful and loving and connected just because you guilt-free took that one hour for Tracy time. And that's all about being taking the time to put the me and mommy to make the time when you are with the girls like so strong and powerful. And thank you for sharing that. And and look how it's affecting the girls and they are, they are becoming their own women as they're watching you. And I think it's leading by example. I think kids learn best by seeing what is in front of them. And, you know, this is like a little bit of a deeper topic because it's also, you know, well, it goes to it. show like, let's well, go. it goes to kind of 
discussed the concept of staying in a marriage that maybe isn't the healthiest marriage for your kids, right? But you're doing it for the kids. For the family. Keep the family together. But kids, really, it's what they see in their environment that is what I think they respond the most to. So for me, when they see me hustling or working or I'm like, girls, I have a, I'm going to sit down and do this podcast. I need quiet in the house. We're going to talk about, you know, being a mom and and the workplace or taking time for myself. Then they're going to mirror that in their lives. And if I don't set the example that what I really truly want them to be, which is independent women who can take care of themselves, who are self-assured and confident in their own right, in whatever it is that they choose to do, be, or or want to become, then I've done my job. So that's that's really, really how I feel about it. So I completely agree with you. It's like, of course, there, there's the whole nature and nurture debate. So of right. course, your children came from you and Jason. That's nature. But then nurture is indefinitely. And just because you have a child as a woman does not mean that you are dead. And so it's really important to keep yourself front and forward. And especially as you're raising young women who are, let's face it, they're growing up in unprecedented times. So it's so important that they are seeing you and they are mirroring you and they're, you know, you're definitely inspiring them. And, and that's yeah. why they have the voice to fight back at the online bully who's just a dickhead. Let's just right. And the, and the truth is, it, in this world, particularly today, it's survival of the fittest more than ever. So if we're going to raise our daughters and our sons to not be able to survive because we've coddled them so much that, that they go out into the world, it's going to be a rude awakening. So my feeling is, let them make a mistake. Give them a little bit of rope to be kids. I told my daughter when we first moved to this house, it's in Beverly Hills, and I never really let them like walk places to go get, you know, a chacha matcha or like a tea <laughs> or whatever. And Juliet, my oldest daughter, asked me if her and her girlfriend could go walk and go get a coffee. And I was like, what? Uh, what? what? what this is LA. The mean streets of Beverly Hills. <laughs> right. No, all of a sudden, it's like I heard my mom, you know, like my parents and grandparents in the background. And I was like, yes, because I, said, trust, yes. Right. I trust you and you haven't given me any reason not to. So go, dear child, and walk right. Baby to get steps. a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. right. Baby steps. So, yeah. Prove me right. Yeah. No, right. I love it. Give them, give them, give them some rain. Right. I can't wait to see what you add next to that long list of accomplishments. Are you working on anything right now that you are excited about and can share with my listeners? I'm not quite at a place where I can share anything yet, but you know, Mm. the show has a couple episodes left of the season and you know, we're excited about what potentially is to come. You know, I love the network that I'm on. I'm really proud of, of this show that we're doing and I'm really proud proud of your show. It's yeah, and we're proud the highlight of, the, of our I'm week. Really, I'm proud of the book because I launched it in a time that was unprecedented, and I wasn't sure anyone was going to read it. And it turned out that a lot of women resonated with what I had to say. And the you know the word fear is something that I think everybody relates to, and and more women picked it up. And it's been sort of this underground 
little viral hit. And that is pretty cool. So I will say this. I have a lot more to say. So oh, you won't okay. be not hearing This is from not me. the last. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. well, I want to hear more from you. We all want to hear more. In fact, as a side note, if anyone is needing like just super short confidence boosters, go on Tracy Tudor's Instagram feed and you will find just like really short snippets about how to boost yourself and feel like just rock solid. And as I was researching for our interview, I was like, oh, I love what she's doing and just like short snippets to the point. And it just made me feel like I'm a pretty confident rock solid person. And I thought, oh, I love what she's doing here. So guys, please, please go on Tracy's Instagram and you will see. It's pretty much, seems like every four posts are her confidence booster posts and they're really impactful. And okay. I, I have a new one. I have oh, a yeah. new Tell one us. that I was, I was oh, just okay. about to Oh, this post, is something coming act- Yeah. I actually said it in an interview and I listened to it back. And, and it resonated. You're like, yeah, that was res- a really it, good talking point. I was like, wow, way to go, <laughs> oh, you. That, that no. came out of me. <laughs> All right, and, what do you have for us? You know, everybody talks about a confident woman and, you know, whether or not she's bitchy or even a mom that's confident in her skill set as a mother and what it is that she's doing and how she's raising her girls despite everybody else's opinion. And this is what we were talking about in the interview. And the woman that was interviewing me said, you know what, you're a boss. And I said, you know what, you're goddamn right. I am a boss. And so I just feel like we don't give ourselves that. Well, no one's going to give it to us. No one's going to give it to us. No, no, no mother is going to look at you and go, you are just like, you have to tell yourself that you have to be like, you know what? I don't need to ask 85 opinions about how to raise my own two children. Like we have to know instinctually we are mother, like, we're bears. And it's like, you know how to protect your children. You just have to follow your gut. And and nine times out of 10, you're going to be right. And to add on to that, let's get rid of the hashtag mom boss. Let's just go with boss. boss. Yeah. Amen. Tracy, yeah. it has been such a pleasure to talk with you today. I already feel more confident just seeing your face through my computer screen today, right now. For all of us hoping to follow along and see what you do next, I know you hinted there's some things coming, but you're not ready to share. How does my audience find you to hear about what's coming next with Tracy Tudor? Uh, you can always go to tracytutor.com where you can order the book. Fear is just a four letter word. I'm on social media all the time. So Instagram at Tracy Tudor and, you know, tune in to Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles on Bravo TV at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays. That's right. (laughs) Thank you for joining Tracy and me today. I hope we inspired you to put the me in mommy. You know where to find Tracy and be sure to follow me on Instagram at GetMom and check out my website, GetMom.com to learn more about how to get it together. For now, this is Erin, your biggest cheerleader here to help you get it together, moms. And this podcast was recorded by Hanger Studios. Hanger Studios.